But today we're just going to look at King Asa. He's a couple of generations down from Solomon, and this is Second Chronicles chapter 15. He actually spans a couple of different chapters, but uh, we'll we'll focus our thoughts on chapter 15 and see what we can learn from from some of these kings. This is the whole point of this. This is not a word study, or it's not something just for our you know academic. This is something I hope that will help us in our prayer meeting, our prayer time. That's the whole reason why we're doing this, and uh, it's it's come with fresh help to me this morning. So I trust that it will be with you. Second Chronicles chapter fifteen. Uh, some a little bit of context. Right before this, so Asa was one of the good kings. Right before this, he met with the greatest challenge that he that that he had to this point in his life, and that was coming face to face with a million man army. From Ethiopia. He was vastly outnumbered, and this is when he offered up his his great prayer. The great prayer that he had there in Second Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11, Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord, our God. For we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God. Let not man prevail against thee. And it goes on to say, the Lord smote the Ethiopians, uh, etc. But here he was in his critical crisis moment, as often these kings are, vastly outnumbered, feeling his insufficiency, and he cries out to God. It is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. We rest on thee, and in thy name we go. Full dependence on the Lord, on the name of the Lord. That's what's going on here. He is, the situation has stripped him of any hope in his own preparation or in his own strength or in his own resources or his own military strategy. The situation has completely stripped him down so that he has he is utterly dependent now on the Lord. And this is how we find ourselves often. We find ourselves in these situations where we are just so utterly dependent on the Lord. We have no answer, we have no resources, we have no backup plan. We have no plan B. We have no one that really even understands or can can help us and those are actually blessed moments in our lives i I want you to understand that and it doesn't feel like it at the time in fact it feels horrible horrid and nobody is asking to go through terribly difficult and uh, difficult times but these are actually blessings in disguise because if it weren't for this million man outnumbered army well i don't know if asa would have prayed this great prayer to the lord perhaps he would have relied on his own strength in fact i don't know if that's so big of a speculation because towards the end of asa's life when things were going a little bit better for him he actually did 
start to rely on other things and other people. And that was the reason for his downfall. Sad to say. But in this particular case, he is so stripped of any hope in anything, and that is the way we should see these oppositions and trials and persecutions and the burdens that we face. We see them as, dr- as a driving force to get us on our knees. And so what we see here in chapter 15 is that the prophet is coming to uh, Asa. And verse 2, this prophet went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. So there's your caveat. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. What a wonderful promise that is. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. So simple. Now, for a long season, Israel hath been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. Look at this in verse 4. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. This is just what I've been saying, is that trouble comes into our life to cause us to turn to the Lord. When they, in their trouble, did turn to the Lord, he was found of them. You know, man is born unto trouble. Job teaches us that. Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. And Jesus teaches us that in this world ye shall have tribulation. This is, this is not going to be unusual if we face tribulation. Opposition, perhaps from sources that give us the most hurt or sources that we are not expecting, usually sources that are close to us or, or in the world or in the church. In the world ye shall have tribulation, John 16.33. And all that live godly shall suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3. But what is the purpose of all these things? As I was saying, is it, God is not out there to get us. Sometimes the devil can insinuate that in our minds. You know, he's, he's, he's trying to destroy me. No, he's not. These, these things are sent, as it says here, in their trouble, they turn. In our trouble, the end goal is to have us turn. The Lord is not trying to destroy us. We have to to believe that. We We have to trust that. We have to believe that by faith. Sometimes it feels that way. But you have to believe by faith the testimony of Scripture that He is a good and loving Heavenly Father and all things work together for our good to them that love God. And so these troubles that come into our life, the opposition, 
that we may be facing there at this conference, they're not, they shouldn't cause us any grief or, or upset. Anything that is coming against us or persecution, opposition, tribulation, trouble, they are meant to turn us. Trouble is meant to turn us to the Lord so that we seek Him and so that we'll find Him. When in trouble they did turn to the Lord. That's the, that's the important thing. Whom the Lord loves, He chastens, as Hebrews 12 teaches us. And what is the, the end result of this? We should rejoice. We really should. We shouldn't be grieved and pity party ourselves and just bemoan. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. There's that qualifier. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So let's rejoice when men say all manner of evil against us, even falsely, for his sake. What does it go on to say in verse 7 here? In Second Chronicles 15, we're in verse 7. It says, Be strong therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? It's referring to something previous. It's talking about all this trouble that could that could cause us to be wearied and faint. But the trouble has come to cause us to turn. And so verse 7 says, Therefore, be ye strong. So the exhortation to me that came with fresh freshness to me this morning is, be strong. Be ye strong, therefore. Troubles come, okay. We're born to troubles. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Now again, this is by faith. You look at a Jim Elliot. He didn't see it. He didn't see the reward. He went out there and very early on he was cut down. And so you could say, well, that doesn't seem to apply to him now, does it? Well, but it does. Whether we see it or not, this is where faith kicks in. This is not just make-believe. We're not just making ourselves believe this. This is faith. Faith looks at a verse like this, these words, for your work shall be rewarded. And it says, it shall be rewarded. This work, this labor that we're in, we're praying together for 900 and whatever, 60 days. This work shall be rewarded. Be strong. Don't let your hands be weak. This work shall be rewarded. Whatever labor, if I can try to encourage every last brother and sister that's laboring and wanting to give up, this work shall be rewarded. The work that you're involved in, the work of praying for your family, the work of the ministry. Oh, it's, it's so tempting, is it not, 
for those that are laboring and laboring and seeing little to no fruit to just pack it in, throw in the towel and just give up. This work, your work, shall be rewarded. Look, whether you see it or not, may the lamb, as the Moravians said, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. God will see to it that the lamb that was slain, his son, that gave his life, God Almighty will see to it that he will receive the reward of his sufferings. And we're part of that because we're united to him. Your work, not independent from Christ, it says here in verse 7, let it sink in. Be strong, don't let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. That is... That is something we need to preach to ourselves every day. This work shall be rewarded. This work shall be rewarded. Be strong. Don't let your hands be weak. This work shall be rewarded. What was the result of that in verse 8? When Asa heard these words, these words of life from the prophet, he took courage. I love that. There's so much that takes away courage. There's so much that we hear and see that actually discourages us. But when you read the Word of God and you read it with faith and you are willing to appropriate it to your own situation, again, this is not just make-believe. This is true. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul and your work shall be rewarded when he when we hear that it should give us courage as well it should encourage us and asa is in my mind the covenanter king because what he goes on to do is astounding he actually causes all of the nation to enter into this covenant like the scottish covenanters you know in the 17th century he enters into this covenant. It's great. It's, it's kind of an amazing thing. Hard to believe that, that he could do this. But as a king, he could do it. And he enters into this covenant. What kind of a covenant? A covenant, verse 12, to seek the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. Man, oh man, if we ever had leaders like that, a covenant to seek the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. soul. And uh, you, maybe the people rebelled against such a thing. No. In verse 15, all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire. And the end result was he was found of them. Glorious! Glorious things of thee are spoken. And uh, that is what we're praying for as well. We are praying that the Lord will use our trouble to turn us. Don't let the trouble go to waste. Use the trouble to turn us, O Lord. And 
be strong. Don't let your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded in due time. Amen.